Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. All right, welcome everybody. Penny for your thoughts on this uh, Monday, our Monday morning quarterback show as we come your way here in the middle of November, 14th day of the month. And a chilly day today, uh, sunny at least, and areas of high clouds, chilly, a high of 43. Get down to about 20-something tonight, 24, 25. So it's, uh, it's cold out there. It's football weather. It's basketball weather. A good time to be indoors. Illinois basketball tonight against Monmouth. We'll have coverage for you at 8 o'clock. Game day coverage at 6. Sports talk on uh, Monday nights, of course, at 4 at 5. They'll be live at the Esquire, and Mike Small will be the guest over there at the Esquire. So, man, a lot of uh, stuff to cover today. Illinois football now is in a scramble in the Big Ten West with uh, four teams tied for first, losing to Purdue on Saturday. Disappointing day for the Illini there. A lot of penalties. We'll discuss all of that uh, and what happened during the course of that ball game. And a concern, of course, for Chase Brown. Will he be able to play this Saturday up at Michigan to take on the Wolverines? The Wolverines 10-0. They're battling with Ohio State. That's just before their Ohio State game next week. Volleyball, a couple of wins over the weekend. we got some news on wrestling. Basketball, we mentioned that. A win over Kansas City. They play Monmouth. Lonnie women's basketball wins yesterday. Lauren was there. We'll talk to him about that. And uh, wrestling's underway, as we mentioned. 9.08 here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. High school uh, teams continue to advance. Unity advances. That was good to hear. And we're getting closer to getting to Champaign for the state finals. All right, so all that ahead, our show today brought to you by Berkey's, your hometown Kubota dealer, 2202 uh, South High Cross Road in Urbana. We appreciate uh, them being our sponsor of the show today. And remind you, the Facer Law Office, they have another meeting coming up this week. Invite you to attend their free seminar, The Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Assets, and Family in Perilous Times. Join Thorpe Facer and the Facer Law Office at the I-Hotel and Conference Center Wednesday, November 16th at 1.30. Reserve your space. Call the Facer Law Office, 217-337-1111. Lauren and I will get it started here on this Monday Morning Quarterback Show presented by Berkey's. After this, time out. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. We are locked in for our game against Michigan this Saturday. And Illini game day coverage is right here on DWS. 
Illini in the Carnal red zone. First and goal at the nine. Brown, right, left. Brown down to the two before they stop him. Good cutback from the right to the left for Chase Brown. A gain of eight. No score yet. Illini knocking on the door. Second goal at the Purdue two. Hand off to Chase Brown. Touchdown. He's across the goal line. Chase Brown scores the TD. And the Illini jump in front. Six nothing on the Boilermakers. Well, like the previous game with Michigan State, Illinois got off to a pretty good start. But like the previous game, they uh, lost, in this case, to Purdue. And now in a four-way tie atop the Big Ten West, four teams at four and three, Illinois, Minnesota, Iowa, and Purdue. And Purdue and Iowa have better percentages to get to Indianapolis. So here we are. Well, how many uh, different possibilities do you have now? I think it was uh, 256 (laughs) is what 256 possibilities. Yeah, combinations of outcomes in the Big Ten West stemming from eight games, all of which have standing implications. And uh, odds of winning the West, Purdue at 50%. Iowa, 26%. Illinois, 12%. So if Illinois lost to Michigan, they would still have an outside chance as long as the right teams won otherwise, right? You're right. Yeah, okay. what was and what was key was that um, well a couple of things, a couple of teams beat Purdue, mm-hmm. which is Wisconsin, Illinois, and, and Illinois know. and Iowa. All I mean not Illinois, but Iowa and Wisconsin both yeah. beat Purdue. So mm-hmm. that's why if there's some combination thereof where those teams finish tied with Purdue, they would have the upper hand. And then there's could be tiebreakers if Illinois were to tie all those folks. But anyway, it's. It's really complicated. <laughs> Somebody put out a spreadsheet. My eyes got crossed. I know. It, trying to figure just, out, okay. And, let's go another week and then start figuring yeah, out. Yeah, I know. But it was uh, it was a lot simpler two weeks ago, it seemed, and uh, yeah, now it's not. Yeah, well, all they had to do was beat Michigan State and Purdue. That was all. Mm-hmm. That's asking a lot of this. The elements came into play, and Illinois didn't handle the elements very well. You know, the weather elements and the conditions. I mean, no excuse there, but... Uh, what would you think of the officiating? <laughs> Everybody's complaining about it. Yeah. It's interesting when you finally get a team that's competitive, it inevitably goes back to the officiating every time mm-hmm. in every sport, whatever mm-hmm. sport it is. If you come down to the wire, you can point to one play that the officials missed that turned everything. Well, the big one everybody feels they missed was the interception by Witherspoon. Yeah, that is terrible. Where he took it away. Yep. In fact, some people I heard, think I heard Jeremy Warner say that that's a highlight tape you send to the NFL on how to defend and how to get an interception. Yeah. And he took it away from Charlie Jones, and they called him for an interference. And the next play, they hit Charlie Jones for a touchdown. So yeah. Yep. That just, was a pivotal point, to, uh, but too many other penalties, too. I mean, the well, late, uh, the, I mean, you allow a team to, let's see, 51 yards in penalties on a 70-some-yard drive to win the game. I mean, that's ridiculous. After you kicked off at their 35-yard line. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. No, I haven't either, and... Illinois didn't gain anything because they smartly tried an onside kick, and so they got the ball around the 25-yard line anyway. Didn't make any difference. And wound up scoring and uh, winning uh, by one score. So uh, Purdue with the win over Illinois, 31-24. And so now two games left, the game at Michigan, which is an 11 o'clock kickoff in Ann Arbor, and then, of course, the Northwestern game at the end of the season. But uh, still going to be overall – 
when you get over the disappointment, look, I was as disappointed as anybody. My wife had to try to cheer me up <laughs> after the game on Saturday because we were seven and one, we're riding high, and now we've lost two in a row. And I was hoping to go to Indy, and there's still a chance, but you know, and maybe a bowl game on New Year's Day and all of that. But now it's like, hey, when you pull back and look at it, still going to be a really good season yeah. when you're done. Yeah, but, it's still going to be better than you thought, but mm-hmm. but you can't overlook the fact. You know, Illinois, for so many games early, and, and, and when they made their six-game run, were what I would call dominant in the line. Uh, efficient offensive blocking to, to, to turn Chase Brown loose with all those 150-yard games. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, on the other side, putting great pressure on the other quarterback. But in the last two games, I'm not going to say that we were outplayed in the line, but we were neutralized. It became a standoff. And and Illinois didn't get to the quarterback in this particular case, the Purdue game, and O'Connell just kind of picked us apart. Mm-hmm. He did, and he didn't have a sensational game. He had a really good game, 25 out of 40, as I, believe, I think it was. And, uh, you know, the, when, when you've got – when, when a good quarterback, and he is a good quarterback, when, when he has time to throw like that, it puts a secondary at a mm-hmm. disadvantage. Yeah, there was very few and times. Then you, and then on top of that, the injuries right. to, to Nicholson. Right, and then that jumbled everything in the defense yep. and moved guys around. Quan Martin to a different position, and you know Tyler Strain makes an interception, then he gets hurt. Uh, and, you know, in those games that Illinois won, the other team's quarterback was constantly throwing from their back foot. We didn't see any of that. That's right. I mean, O'Connell was just back there just Well, I can't believe strikes. we didn't get a they, – they dropped back to pass over 40 times and, and uh, we don't get a single sack. And the other thing was they ran him intentionally twice, and he's the slowest runner I ever saw carrying the football mm-hmm. on, on Memorial Stadium field. <laughs> But he made thirty. He made thirty-three yards in two carries because there was nobody there. Nobody accounted for him. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's. Uh, Have you ever the, seen anybody slower? No, not really. <laughs> uh, Riley O'Toole wasn't the fastest no, guy. No, but but, yeah, but but he ran faster than that. He, yes, he yeah. did. <laughs> so, so yeah. So the Boilermakers uh, get the win, and uh, they have Northwestern and Indiana left on their schedule. They do have to play at Indiana. Yeah. But they're playing the two teams that are one and six. Uh, the next two weeks, and so they're in, they're in pretty good shape. But they, again, lost to Iowa, so Iowa would have the tiebreaker on them if Iowa can win their next two games. Uh, 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line at 217-351-5357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. No word on Chase Brown. I've been asked that several times today. Uh, just the video um, I saw, it looks like he rolled his ankle when he was tackled. Kind of herky jerky on his ankle. I don't know if that's it or his leg or what, but he did walk off under his own power after the game. But what that means for playing at Michigan, I don't know. Well, we might find out in the press conference today, and we might not. <laughs> we might they find might... out that they're evaluating. Him, <laughs> that's so. right. That, that uh, this is a game time decision. So, but they do need him, obviously, and um, still a lot to play for. I know some of the bowl projections have changed a little bit. Uh, somebody had us in the Duke's Mayo Bowl down in Charlotte. Um, you know, I don't know. You get to nine wins, it might be better than that, but but we'll see. It depends on the bowl tie-ins. And if you get to nine wins, that means you beat Michigan. If you beat Michigan, you shoot up the ladder. Well, that's right. That's <laughs> right. You're a little higher than that. So, 
So anyway, uh, we'll see what happens here in the weeks ahead. 217-356-9397. Jimmy joins us here first. Jimmy Bean. Hi. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Um, I have a question for you all. Before I pose my question, I'd just like to state this. Um, the coaches that I had when I was younger, when I was still playing football and baseball and all those things, um, almost all of our coaches, especially Gary Hembro at, uh, at Jefferson Junior High and Centennial, they emphasized that you went out and you scored enough points in the game that when the refs made bad calls, <laughs> that would not influence the game. That's was ha- that's how you took that, you know, that part of uh, the game out of it. Um, so there's that. Um, my question for you guys is this: I don't understand, and I hope you guys can explain to me why do they have instant replay if they don't. If they don't use it on plays like that or other play, and or can you just tell me what plays are in? I don't understand the instant replay thing at all. They use it sometimes. They don't use it others. Everybody in the stadium knew when they played that up on the screen again that 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 you know that that was a horrible call and they should have turned it around. Why why couldn't they do that? Well, some things are judgment calls. Yeah. You can't you can't review like every judgment call, you know. Otherwise, you but just the, never, you do nothing you, else but use the. But video. you do use judgment calls on fumbles, that sort right, of thing, and right. you might use the judgment call on whether it's a first down or not. Review it. I mean, there were ball placements in that game that were astounding. They missed by yes. they, they missed so bad on that uh, Bryant uh, sack. It wasn't a sack, but he tackled the guy behind the line of scrimmage, hit him at least three yards behind the line of scrimmage, and took him back. And they put the ball one yard behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, you missed it by two yards. I don't get so it. The answer, so the answer then is that if it's considered a judgment call, they do not no, refer to the no, replay? No, no, not necessarily. No, it's just, it's no. just certain. They do, not have, they do not review pass interference, period. They do not. Okay. Why but, not? <laughs> well, because they said, or they just evidently it's too. I don't know why not. I mean, they just don't. I mean, they they've set up they set up rules, and those rules involve uh, review on certain plays and not on others. Well, in my opinion, and in about fifty thousand or forty some thousand other people's opinions in that stadium that day, that rule needs to be looked at and changed. Mm. Well, it's um, it's because it, I just don't understand why you would have instant replay and then not use it on a, something like that, where it's so obvious that they could have turned that around just by looking at it. Yeah. Well, I know. Uh, I know, and I know it's you know like a fumble is like a physical thing. You got to determine if the guy right? fumbled it or if he broke the plane or yeah. whatever. When you got two guys going for the same ball. I mean, I don't know how many more you want four-hour football games or whatever. That's what you're going to get if you're reviewing everything like that. I guess is the, yeah. the point. So I I understand that too. It was just really uh, boy, that was hard to watch on the screen, and then it was really hard to watch them score that touchdown right after. Well, right. Well, That's well, that was the that was the the kick in the gut was you know then the guy scores on the next play. So it has still been an incredible season to watch these guys and they've, they've still been an incredible team and we've still got some games to go that they could they could surprise some people i think let's mm-hmm. hope so yep very good jimmy 
Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. It's like in baseball. You can't uh, question balls and strikes. They can't review balls and strikes or you'd be there all day. One, well, mo- one more year, the umpire's yeah. calling balls and strikes. And after that, it's going to be the robot. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like at Wimbledon. With the, is it in yeah. or is it out? Boy, they can sure t- determine that, can't they? They can. Uh, 924 at DWS. We'll take a break. we got the Big Ten schedule this week. Big Ten basketball tonight. Illinois plays Monmouth. Non-conference game. They're in a new conference, by the way, the Colonial Athletic Association. And uh, Lauren will tell us where he was 70 years ago. He's familiar, <laughs> he's familiar with Monmouth. Yeah, uh, I guess so. <laughs> new Nine, Jersey, yeah. That's right, 925, back in a moment. Zero of 12, beyond the three. Here's another one by Meyer, and we finally got one. Brad Underwood throws his arms out and says, finally. Looking right, bad pass. Stolen by Meyer. Turnover, the other way, layup. <laughs> Balance shot, he has five, and that was not an easy layup. Illinois basketball, a win over Kansas City on Friday night. Matthew Meyer, a couple of plays there. The story of Friday night, though, was Dane Danger. 20 points, 15 rebounds, and five blocks. You're going to continue he was in, in 23 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to continue to bring him off the bench? <laughs> well. It's okay. It doesn't matter whether he comes off the bench or not. But it, he changes. It was interesting. You know, last year when Illinois played uh, Purdue, they just finally, toward the end of the game, they said, just give the ball to Ivy and let him do his thing. And I remember Underwood was pretty upset about it because we couldn't guard him. Mm-hmm. And and this, we, we had all these ideas about how to run offense in this, in the last game, but when it came right down to it, he just said, "Throw the ball to Danger, <laughs> you know, on the post, and let's just let him score." Yeah. And that's what they did. Yeah. Now I'm wondering, are we going to be another Kofi uh, Coburn type team <laughs> yeah. or not? I don't think so. No, you don't. But uh, well, it was sure, interesting they, in that game. They, they were in that, to win. Yeah, to, yeah. to put that mm-hmm. game away. They certainly were because mm-hmm. they're not running very good half court offense. Otherwise, they're not. And he's first to tell you that. They're just, you know, they're shooting threes early and missing. But um, mm. well, by the way, nobody can guard Jaden Ivey apparently because he's doing well in the NBA too. He's something. So I, it wasn't. We weren't the only ones. Yeah. Uh, hi guys. This coming up Saturday, hail to the victors in the big house. Have a great day. Somebody says. Uh, why did we only rush three guys? No blitzes. Well, they did both. I mean, but late they they went to that three-man rush and maybe uh, this was this is Illinois uses different types of defensive sets that's just one of them but yes uh, right at the end there we we used mostly a three-man rush 929 get ready for the quick lane bowl somebody says in Detroit not exactly the same as the citrus bowl in Orlando no it'll be better than that it's not going to be the quick lane bowl that's usually somebody who barely gets in bowl eligible and so we're we're better than that. So we're going to be up at least eight, maybe nine. You would think if we can, if you win the next two, you'll have nine wins. If you can beat Northwestern, you'll have eight. Yeah. Which eight and four at the start of the year sounded pretty good. So. Oh yeah, we were taking that then. Yeah, for right. By the way, did you see what Wisconsin did this last weekend? They played at Brewer Stadium. They retractable roof. They pulled it in, and they played Stanford and won sixty to fifty. That's right. They did. Yep. At the Brewer at Stadium. At the Brewer Stadium. Yeah. Okay. They moved to Milwaukee. Know. I didn't know that. For the game, yeah. Okay. And uh, they, I guess they've been trying to do that for years, and finally 
they 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 took the mound off, clean, cleaned the mound off, mm-hmm. and then they put the the the, the floor there, uh, the court there, and they brought in some seats for seating around the place and and um, had a basketball game. Sometimes when they do that, they're planning ahead because Milwaukee's going to host an NCAA or something round of some sort round of 16 or whatever sometimes they do that where you have to have had a game held in that stadium for you to have the chance to host it later i have watched and i a wonder playoff if game in a football stadium and i will tell you i don't like it <laughs> you can get a lot of people in there but i needed binoculars yeah to see what's happening yeah all right nine let's go to alan good morning alan Barn, are you uh, telling me that I'm going to have to have robots take my job? Well, they're going to call balls and strikes on you. Yeah. But you won't have it at, uh, at your level, <laughs> but it will be at the major. It's in the minor leagues now. Mm-hmm. I know. But but no, not, not next year, but the year after. You think it'll stay permanent? Why, yeah, I do. I okay. do. I mean, umpires, umpires can't call balls and strikes. I mean, a human being can't call balls and strikes effectively. You, they miss thousands of calls based on that rectangle. They miss thousands of calls in the course of a year. Yeah. Uh, the football game uh, Saturday, I was afraid that Michigan State, or actually it even started in the Nebraska game. We was having trouble getting to the starting quarterback till we knocked him out. I was afraid after the Michigan State game that they found our weakness. And our weakness is if we can't get to the quarterback, our defense isn't that good. Well, let's put it this way. No No defensive secondary is good if you don't get pressure on the quarterback. I mean, they're always going to have a step on you. And by the way, uh, Durham's one of the best tight ends I've seen in years. I wish we had him. Holy cow, is He's he talented. big guy. Oh. Yep. Jumping over people, jump, out jumping them and jumping over the top of them, and he just did all kinds of stuff. On that, that subject, where was our linebackers at? I never heard linebackers get called all. There's no way in the world O'Donnell should have that kind of, kind of runs. I could outrun him as slow as he is. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, now Dark, An- Dark Angelo. He's that slow. Dark Angelo wound up with 12 tackles in yeah. the game, so game. they were out there, Boy, they, but but they didn't account sure for O'Connell. Like yeah. Well, there were just two plays I, that, that, that they, they caught us on, yeah. There were two plays. He only ran twice thought, and made 33 yards. I thought the key of the game was the same thing that happened to us last year at the end of the game when we lost to Purdue. Was the, this is the end of the first half. We got the ball with 249. We got ultra-conservative. Purdue got two timeouts in that section. They were only used up 30 seconds, and they got the ball back with a little over two minutes, and they got a touchdown off of that. We didn't play to win at the end of the first half, and it was the same thing that happened at the end of the Purdue game last year, and it's so aggravating to watch. Uh, I don't get it. There's no question that the last two opponents have been more – well, that's the right word. Uh, they've been they've used they've been in more of attack mode than Illinois has because I think Illinois was a favorite in both those games and they they played more conservative. We ran and ran and ran, uh, Chase Brown into the line ineffectively after the first series. And, yeah, and 
and, and you know that they weren't worried about whether they could run anybody. They were throw, they were throwing the ball right from the beginning, and throughout. And we ended up getting him hurt there at the end, where really ten point lead really why should he have been in there? I mean, I know we was trying to get a field goal or something, but you don't leave your star player in there when the game is really over with. I don't get that either. Well, I don't think they felt like the game was over until until they, until they didn't get the onside kick. I mean, obviously the field goal brought it, but you're right; they didn't have much time, and the injury happened. I believe it was wasn't it 17 seconds to Something go? Something like that. Yeah. So it was a little late for that, but I don't think you think in those terms. I think we do, but I don't think they do. Hey, Alan, thank you. I got to get to the news, sir. Uh-huh. Thank you. 9:35 CBS News this hour, brought to you by First Mid Bank and Trust, providing financial solutions. Since 1865, visit firstmid.com to find out more. Our show today brought to you by Berkey's in Urbana. Back after this. Gain of 12. We're in the Carl Red Zone. First and goal at the 8. Chase Brown the back. DeVito gives it to him. Chase puts his foot down. He's in. Touchdown. Cut through at the 5, and he was free. Chase Brown, second touchdown of the day. Eight yards. And they align back in front 13-7 Chase with 98 yards for the day he fell short of that uh, streak he had going of 100 plus yards fell just a little bit short no word on his injury as of yet Illinois at Michigan coming up Saturday at 11 our game day coverage at 9 Saturday sports talk will be at 8 Next Saturday morning from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair, one of our sponsors here on Penny. If you've had a big dent or a little ding, doesn't matter. They can uh, get that fixed for you. If you've hit something, hit a mailbox, shopping cart got you, or you've been in a more serious accident with a crash, uh, they can make the process of dealing with the insurance folks much easier. they got great recommendations. South side of I-74 between the Neal and Prospect exits. Make sure you stop by and see them. Get your free estimate. Let uh, Dave and Bill handle all the insurance stuff that you really don't want to deal with and uh, they'll make it as smooth as possible gallo miller paint and collision repair go to gallomiller.com all right we're with lauren tate today monday morning quarterbacking with you till 11 tomorrow we'll have an open line for a good part of the show wednesday tom bruno will join me in the nine o'clock hour aaron Rodgers, interim president at osf will be with me on friday for a little bit and we get ready for the trip to michigan basketball heading out west they'll be playing ucla late Friday night and again on Sunday against either Virginia or Baylor, depending on what happens there in Las Vegas. So they will step up in weight class. Speaking of weight class, keep listening for the bell on WDWS for your chance to win two tickets before you can buy them to WWE Road to WrestleMania at the State Farm Center, February 25th. All week long, we'll have your chance to win on the DWS Morning Show with Dave and CW. On Sports Talk in the afternoon. And a penny for your thoughts right here. For Listen for the Bell, I don't know when it's going to be. So Adam's going to play it. And when you hear it, be the fourth caller at 3569397. All right, be the fourth caller. Whenever you hear the bell for the two tickets to WrestleMania, WWE Road to WrestleMania. All right, some more questions here. I have a question about the officiating in the game Saturday. At the beginning of the second quarter, at about the 13:30 mark, Purdue has the ball first and 10 at the 15. They hand the ball to the running back at the 11. 
The running back was hit by the Illini defender at the 12 and driven back. Why was the ball spotted at the 14? We called a timeout after that play, but no one noticed the issue. Well, well, I think a lot of people noticed. A lot that. of people noticed, <laughs> including the head coach. Bilma was complaining. I don't know why they didn't look at that, by the way. I don't know about that. Maybe he didn't feel it was – he didn't want to waste the possible timeout or something. I don't know. But he clearly stuck him well behind oh, the line of scrimmage. yeah. I mean, I mentioned earlier uh, uh, the, the hit was made three yards behind the line of scrimmage, and they put the ball down on one yard behind, behind – the. at least he got a sack – I mean, not a sack. He got a tackle for loss on it. Good morning. Going into the Purdue game Saturday, Coach B was aware that the officials were the same crew from the Indiana game. Could he have asked for a different crew? I don't think that. <laughs> Not at that. I don't think you can. But you know, uh, that's too bad because they made just horrendous calls in both games. I mean, you, ones that you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. I mean, a touchdown in the Indiana game, clear cut. Hightower caught the ball, no doubt about it. And yet there was doubt about it because they called it no catch. And then in this game, I mean, that, that penalty against Witherspoon was just ridiculous. Uh, Lauren, isn't it funny that our O-line, I'm sorry, is it our O-line or D-line? I guess D-line. Couldn't get away from their O-line folks. Yeah. It yeah. looked like they were getting too romantic. Many times you could see our guys trying to pull away from their guys. Well, they, maybe they, I'm sure there's a lot of holding going on on, on all you know, all the time in the offensive line, but the fact was that, that Illinois could not get to them. And evidently, look if you if you're uh, Brom, and over years you developed a passing attack. The thing you have to have before anything else is people that can protect the quarterback. Whether they can block run block is a no, whole another story. But if they're good enough to at least prevent people from getting around them, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to pass all the time. And that's been a key for us with DeVito, protecting Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. That's why one of the reasons his completion percentage is so high. Yeah. Because he has a lot of time to throw the ball. All right, Big Ten uh, standings, of course. We mentioned 256 combinations of uh, who could finish where uh, in the Big Ten West. And uh, the list of games for this week in the Big Ten, Ohio State is at Maryland, Illinois at Michigan, Penn State at Rutgers, Iowa is at Minnesota. That's That's a big game. That's a big one Yeah, for both teams. Uh, Wisconsin is at Nebraska. Northwestern at Purdue. And Indiana at Michigan State. So those are the games in the Big Ten this week. 944. Hi, Brian and Lauren. Whatever happened to the lineman from Denmark? I never hear anything else about him. Is he redshirting? Yeah. He's on the Mm -hmm. team in Mm redshirting. And he is big. Mm Mm-hmm. I forget how big, 6'8", maybe 6'9", something yep, like that. Yep. We've got some big linemen. I mean, mm-hmm. how they develop is another story. But uh, Illinois has got some, uh, a whole, uh, just a wealth of incoming and young linemen that should, over time, uh, become strong defensive, offensive linemen. The problem is they don't have defensive linemen coming up. Uh, the Hawkeyes will accidentally win the West, someone says. Uh, also, I think the offense key is what we've been gaining on first downs in these last two games. We have too many third and longs. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. If you, this is look, Houston's baseball team, the players were willing to risk their reputations in order to cheat 
and find out what the play, what the pitch is going to be. If you know what the pitch is going to be, you've got a greater chance to hit it. If you know what the opposing team is going to run, whether they're going to run or pass, if you know that in your mind, you'll be wrong 15% of the time. But if you're right 80% of the time, let's say, mm-hmm. if you're right 80% of the time, then you ought to be able to stop those run plays if you bring up the safeties and the and the linebackers in a position. To, to, you, you, you've seen it over and over and over. You know what's coming. It makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And we're not fooling people anymore. They've adjusted to us. Yes. For one thing. Ex- that's exactly and, and, what and, happened. And they've adjusted to us on defense, too. I mean, it's negating our pressure uh-huh. the other way. Yeah. You know, like Michigan State with the screen passes and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that I, there's just been a, a willingness, a willingness particularly by Michigan State to, I don't want to use the word gamble, but by the way, we we use the flea flicker perfectly and Ryman, Ryman dropped the I ball. Know. I know. Wow. Yeah. Was about a 50-yard touchdown play, and it went right through his hands. Isn't that a shame? Mm-hmm. He's he was go- open. Yeah, he was open. <laughs> yeah, there's one that got away. Yeah. There's no doubt. 946, uh, let me get to Gary here real quick. Hi, Gary. Morning. You know, a couple of things. I mean, Lawrence talked about this before, but we played Nebraska. The quarterback went out. Was he out for at least a half? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was pretty effective against us. You know, and then you talked about Virginia having a whole new line. So we've gotten some breaks in some of that in terms of, you know, victories. The Minnesota quarterback went out, and he's pretty good, but he wasn't in the end of the game. Thompson of Nebraska was hurt with about, I'm going to guess, uh, five minutes to go in the half. Okay. And, yeah. um, and then they brought in a guy by the name of Purdy who was – very ineffective through an interception early in the second half, and and uh, Illinois was able to dominate the rest of that game. Right, so that makes a difference. Oh yeah, and Illinois won that game twenty-six to nine. Right, mm-hmm. but the other thing was, I was in the East stands for the first time in a long time. The bathrooms, the concessions—it's disgraceful. I mean, from the west side to the east side, they've done nothing about that to address that. But I mean. The bathrooms are disgusting. Hmm. The one concession stand was so short, and there must have been, looked like about five miles of people in line to do something. And Whitman, we've done nothing about that. Hmm. Well, I know when I walked in there during fall camp, they had done a bunch of work in there. Yeah, they They'd did a lot of work. Redone in, uh, the floors and yeah. windows. and Yeah. They just well, haven't re, you know, what you're talking about is $100 million if they ever get around to the horseshoe and the east side. Yeah, well, the floors and the windows... I wasn't really interested in when I went in and you're freezing at the, at the halftime and looking for a decent bathroom or a concession stand. So, okay, that was my comment. Okay, I don't want to sit. I won't. I won't buy tickets and sit in these stands anymore if I got to do that. All right, so, thank you, Gary. Yep. I, I know they had spruced it up a lot. I'm I'm surprised by that, but uh, I did not go in the bathrooms at the time. So, what can you do? I mean. Bathrooms or bathrooms. I don't. I don't understand why that would affect what I'm going to. You know whether I'm going to go to a game or not. I'm going to go to the bathroom maybe once during the game. But yeah, I mean, well, I, but I I do know actually, I mean, I, and I don't know specifically what was done. But I walked through there. And they made a lot of improvements on the east side. They spent a lot of money on it. Now, I know I they know. did. I know. So but, I don't know. But it was what I would call 
semi, you know, not superficial, but not not really superficial. But you know, they did the windows and the floors. You're right. Mm-hmm. But uh, are the bathrooms warm? On, I mean, are they heated on on the west side? I mean, are we I looking for so. heated bathrooms or? Yeah, I don't know. I. Uh, yeah, I don't get down there during the game. So I, I don't, don't know. either. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So you'll have to let us know. 9.49, a quick break. Back with more here in just a moment. Looking inside for Dane Danger as they sag on him, spinning his way. Turn around, jumper, good! Oh, spin move and a shot by Dane Danger. He's got a double-double tonight. Yeah, 20 and 15 for Dane Danger off the bench in 23 minutes. Illinois and... Monmouth coming up tonight at 8 o'clock. Some of the other games tonight in the Big Ten. Butler is at Penn State. That's an interesting one. And DePaul at Minnesota. Tomorrow night, Northwestern at Georgetown. Kentucky at Michigan State. Binghamton at Maryland. Marquette is at Purdue. And Green Bay at Wisconsin. Kentucky's uh, having some problems with Tishibway. Kentucky Tishibway, uh, has uh, got a knee problem. He missed two games already. Um, they beat Howard the other day, ninety-five to sixty-three, and I guess they're just waiting to see. I'm being careful with him because he was the Player of the Year in the nation a year ago. Southern Illinois won at Oklahoma State. That's a big win. Well, yeah, that's a pretty pretty good win. Yeah, I'll say. So. All right, uh, let's go to Ron. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, Brian and Lauren. Uh, I uh, have been to the last two home games. And I had the opportunity to sit by the parents of one of the uh, U of I football players. They said they had been traveling to several different stadiums this year and last year. And the Memorial Stadium has some of the worst facilities of all of the Big Ten. I don't know. I'm not that familiar with all of it. But that's what they said. Hmm. Just facilities like, I guess, the concessions or or bathrooms or... Just in yeah. general? Okay. And I did have an opportunity uh, with about two minutes to go, <clears throat> excuse me, in the third quarter and went to one of the concession stands and they had run out of food. But they were still open. Hmm. Hmm. But they said they, well, and I know the horseshoe bathroom facilities are terrible, but they claimed the rest of the stadiums that they had been in, even the main part of ours was not near the, the quality of the rest of them. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't have first-hand yeah. knowledge. This is just coming from one of the players' parents. Do they sit on the east side? Is that where they sit? Uh, actually, they were – well, they had been all over the stadium, but okay. uh, they were mainly talking about – I think they were talking about the horseshoe, but they did say some of the other facilities in the, in the east and west main, great halls Hmm. were not up to what the rest of the Big Ten was. Yeah, that surprises me because I've been in a lot of the different stadiums, uh, you know, before uh, games, okay. checking right. things out. And um, I don't know. I think that, especially on the west side, is really nice. I mean, they're I – Yeah, mean, I've heard that. I've, been, I've yeah. been in those restrooms a couple times in previous years, and they did seem pretty nice. But, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. Well, very good. I appreciate your uh, input on it, Ron. Okay, yeah, they say all of our other facilities around, uh, you know, the football and basketball and baseball, all that, that are, those facilities are pretty good, except for Memorial Stadium. 
Hmm. I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I hear this all the time, so I guess it must be true. I just don't know what I, I don't know what you're looking for. I, I, yeah, you I know. don't know either. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I've never been to any of the other Big Ten stadiums. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just going by what the parents of this football player said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess we're talking more about uh, access to food, and that that could be true. I don't mm-hmm. know, and I don't know about access actually into the stadium, you know, where they uh, check your tickets or anything like that. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Uh, I just know that they said about our stadium and the other Big Ten stadiums. Hmm. All right. Well, interesting. Thank you, Ron. Okay. Very Talk good. All right. Need to get to Eric. Go ahead. Uh, hey, Brian. Uh, and Lauren. Um, Lauren, you wrote about it in your article yesterday about the attendance at the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty pretty bad for a game that was actually more significant than the Michigan State game. I was surprised by that. What did, what did you really think overall? I thought the weather just had a lot. I know people that did not go that had tickets because of the weather. I mean, people don't want to sit in a windy uh, 35 degrees outside, particularly on the east side. And I know that you know if you're in the '77 club or if you're you're on that you know upstairs on the on the west side, that's, yeah, that's great. Di- that's but different. Yeah, that's altogether different. But there were uh, you know I I went over that uh, that listing of uh, the the count as opposed to the what the now the number they announce, and there were fewer there than 45. You know there there were not 45,000 people there, and the reason right. you, you can tell that is by looking at the Easter upper stands. Those if, you know those right upper corners are really weakly attended, but they they did show up for the Michigan State game, even though the wind was just horrendous, mm-hmm. and a lot of people had left by the third quarter, even though the game was mm-hmm. still you know close. But uh, well, they they really pushed attendance for the Michigan State game. Really did, hoping and, that and, if you win that game, the Purdue yeah, game will take care of itself. Absolutely, you know, playing for the Big and Ten. And two West. days earlier. Two, just two days earlier, it was 70 degrees. And then all of a sudden, it's 35 and windy. And it was bitter out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and well. the, other, the other thing I was going to – I wanted to mention one other thing. Um, you know when they um, get rid of the divisions after next year? Yeah. It ends up being the top two teams uh, playing for the title, I guess. And that would be – would you have Michigan-Ohio State back-to-back? Is that mm-hmm. what they're, they're – That's what will happen. Happening? Yeah. yeah. I think Likely. We're, I think we're looking at a lot of years of that. <laughs> <laughs> right now, well, anyway, we could put USC, UCLA. That might that might Maybe. make a difference. So those are those are actually really good True. teams. So. Yeah, yeah, UCLA just got beat by Arizona, which is terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, last thing, if you have time, um, I heard Gonzaga is thinking about going to the Big Twelve for basketball. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah. I would think the Big would Twelve would consider them seriously, even with yeah, no foot, even much. even with no football, huh? Yeah. Right, yeah. and that's pretty much the best the best conference for basketball I think in the whole country too. And they won the title last year, and mm-hmm. all those real, uh, two years in a row actually, right? Yeah, Baylor, Baylor and Kansas. Well, the Big Twelve. You're talking Big Twelve, right? Yes, as opposed to Pac-12. Yeah. yeah, Big yeah. Twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, all right, all right guys. So but they they, they do lose Oklahoma and, and Texas, so then that's they're going to be going that's away. That will yeah. that's a huge loss football wise. Yeah. But they're bringing in Cincinnati and BYU. They're bringing in some other schools. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. Thanks. I realize it's different, but the weather at Michigan this weekend was awful, and they had 111,000 or whatever it is mm-hmm. in there. So yep. you know they they go regardless, and I understand where they are on the and we went regardless for the Michigan State game, even mm-hmm. though the weather was was yeah. really bad, windy as heck, mm-hmm. 
And um, I thought, like you, that if, if you win that game, I think it would have carried over to the Purdue game, regardless of the weather. But right. you're not going to sit there and watch losses if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> That's right. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. More to come here in hour number two. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. Our second hour of a Monday morning quarterback show here today on a penny for your thoughts. Nice and sunny out there, but pretty cold. Headed for a high in the 40s today. Good to have you with us. 217-356-9397. Text line is 217-351-5357. And you can email us talk at WDWS.com. This Monday is a repeat of last Monday, basically. We'll have uh, game day coverage at 6, the tip-off at 8, Sports Talk at 4, at 5. It'll be the Esquire version of Sports Talk with Steve and the uh, News Gazette sports writers. And Mike Small will be the guest at the Esquire. And then we'll go right to game day coverage from State Farm Center with Scott and the crew at 6. And then join you for the tip at 8, Dion Thomas with me tonight, Illinois and Monmouth. And then the basketball team heads west to Vegas. They'll play out there Friday night late and Sunday Football will be in Ann Arbor for an 11 o'clock kick against Michigan. Lanai women play again 11 o'clock Wednesday morning after beating Alcorn State over the weekend. And you were there for that. Yeah, uh, I just want to mention something. The, the team is better. Better because of the transfers. But... All right, he just played a bell there, so okay. be the fourth caller. Get the tickets for WWE. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say Makira Cook has changed the whole team. She's the mm-hmm. point guard. She's number three. She can dribble. She can pass. She can score. She had 22 in the game, and she's a really good player. Uh, she's a junior. She played at Dayton, of course, and, and came here with the coach. And they've got another player that came with the coach, and they've got another uh, number one, uh, Genesis Bryant, is from North Carolina State, and she was very effective in the game, had double mm-hmm. figures and hit some threes, and Peebles hit some frees. They, um, they looked better. They had a breakdown in the third quarter defensively, which really concerned me because I think that their problem may be when they get in the Big Ten, they're going to have some real defensive problems mm-hmm. but uh, because they're not real mobile around the basket. But they've got better guard play than we've had in several years. Mm-hmm. And Cook, just remember that name, Cook, she's really good. That's good to uh, to hear. Again, they won yesterday 90-59. to First back-to-back 30-point wins to start the season since 1999-2000. And you know who the coach was back then. Uh, shot 50, uh, Teresa Grants, if you didn't know, shot 52% from three-point territory. They play McNeese State 11 o'clock on Wednesday morning at State Farm Center. So, Shauna Green's team off to a 2-0 start. Wrestling over the weekend at the Tiger-style invite in Kansas City, Missouri. Lucas Bird, Edmund Ruth, each won their respective weight classes. They wrestle with Buffalo and NC State in Albany on Friday night. 
at 7.30, and then they'll start having some matches at the State Farm Center eventually as they moved over there now, of course, uh, as they did last year. All right, uh, we do have a winner, by the way. We did get a winner in the uh, wrestling, WWE. He really did surprise me with that one, drop that uh, bell in there. <laughs> so uh, we'll do that during the course of the week, and uh, you can get those tickets and get them before they go on uh, sale. So that'll be pretty cool. And our winner is Brian Morey. All right, Brian Morey is the winner of the uh, two a pair of tickets there, a pair of tickets to the uh, road to WrestleMania, WWE Road to WrestleMania, State Farm Center, February 25th. Man, the f- phone's lit up on that, so a lot of wrestling fans out there. A uh, question on the text line says, with gambling being so prevalent and apparently part of sports now, what's to keep an official from gambling on a game, even one that he's working in? Just his honor. Well, that would well. Hey, that would get them fired. I would think pretty quick. So. If you got him, if you catch him, yeah. if you catch him, yeah. Remember the scene in uh, Remember the Titans? Remember that movie where the where they uh, they're playing in the championship game or whatever game it was, and I missed they, that the one. assistant coach got on the official and said, "I know what you're doing out here, you know." And <laughs> I'll go to the papers. That's a pretty good clip. But anyway, no, I. Um, a, I'd hope you not. They wouldn't do that. B, uh, if they get caught, obviously that'd be the end of their career. Uh, hands to the face and late hit was difficult to watch. Yeah, those were. Well, know, the late hit by bad. Newton is uh, the guys just, and you see it every game almost. Somebody will do this on one side or the other. They can't resist hitting the guy on the sideline when they got an open shot at him after he stepped out of bounds. Mm-hmm. It's just they can't resist. And sometimes it's your momentum. You're yeah, you're your momentum. For the guy but you and, can turn your you can turn away at the last second. Mm-hmm. Surely, avoid try to your best to avoid instead of just going through the guy. Uh, back to basketball. A listener says, "Does Danger have more talent level upside than Coburn?" Oh no, I don't think so. No, he's not as good as Coburn, but he's. <laughs> He's going to be really. I think he's going to be pretty effective, don't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I want to see. Uh, you know, I, I brought this up uh, yesterday uh, at the press conference. Um, he's he hasn't played any. Yeah, uh, the guy number thirty-two for um, his opponent at, on the post was, was physical enough and big enough, but they're just not. He hasn't played any real skilled opposing centers yet, mm-hmm. and you won't. Until you get maybe UCLA, maybe in the Big Ten. Yes, in the Big Ten, I see where Edie's still going strong, and Hunter Dickinson leads the team Michigan to a victory. And I see uh, the the Rutgers Center, which I will ask you to pronounce. Ola, Ole, uh, I can't pronounce. Amorier. Oh, oh, Is it Amorier? Is that Amorier? Yeah. yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Amorier. He's he had a really good game. I mean, th- those centers are going to be hard to handle, and I think Illinois is going to have to use Danger in there. And by the way. He doesn't seem to be foul prone. We'll learn as we go because mm-hmm. he hasn't paid, placed any good centers yet uh, from a defensive standpoint. But most centers are foul prone. Shannon's looked very steady early. Yeah, I think yeah. so. He um, was erratic with his three point shooting in the last mm-hmm. game. He had some shots that were way off. He actually airballed one, but um, he's been a streak shooter all his life and that's what he will be he will have really good games and he'll have some games where he doesn't shoot as well i mean if if mm-hmm. if history tells us anything and uh, still got to get the uh, meyer going yeah you know, that, that's more consistently that's crucial to get him going because we're counting on him mm-hmm. especially and, with luke goody being out he only played 12 and a half minutes the other day uh somebody asked when is luke goody going to be available to play 
And how do you think he'll fit in with the current roster? Well, in January we'll start talking about that. I think so, yeah. And how he fits in after he's injured, who knows? I, mean, I saw him on crutches yesterday at church. Of course, mm-hmm. he's been wheeling around a little bit yep. before that with a yep. one of those little carts. So um, hopefully he'll heal up quickly and get back at it. Hi, guys. I think most people agree spotting the ball was bad during the game, but I think the biggest play was that interception. The momentum changed on that play. Before that play, we were in charge. After that, we were rattled and couldn't get the momentum back. We did notice most calls originally called against Illinois favor were against Illinois favor or for Purdue. Those calls hurt when it's too close and play stands. Don't want refs. Don't want to say the refs cost us, but they played a part in the game, and that's something that's not acceptable at the Big Ten level. So hard to argue with that. Well, yeah. If you got eighty plays in the game and you look back on one or two and say. This changed the game, and maybe it did, but you know the way Illinois was headed in that game was not was not. I was disappointed mm-hmm. because they were going to keep throwing that ball, and we couldn't do anything about it. But like at the start of the Michigan State game, I was encouraged by our start. You know, yeah, we scored, yeah. went right down the field, yeah. and, and scored, and it's like okay. And then every time they scored, and then we answered, and then you know, it was a lot of momentum swings, but. But uh, the the two drive the the play the interception was a killer obviously the uh, interception that was denied on interference because they scored on the next play and the other drive that I think cost them the game was all the penalties what do you say seventy yards of penalties on nine ninety yard drive or something like that yeah fifteen thirty uh, let's see fifty one yards 50, on a seventy yard drive fifty one out of seventy yeah yeah, yeah. seventy odd it wasn't exactly mm-hmm. but it was fifty they had three fifteen yard penalties and another penalty that actually was six yards. Mm-hmm. Interference and that, inter- and that, and that interference that was a killer. Play. I mean, they just oh yeah. I mean, yeah. you give a team that many yards, or that's half the length of the field. But let me let me just say something here. Illinois scored on the opening drive. Uh, they hit a thirty-three yard pass to Hightower. Am I got the wrong game here? I got Michigan. I'm sorry, I got Michigan State. I'm looking at the wrong game. But in that in that Michigan State game, Illinois scored early, and then they went three and out, three and out. Three and out, three times in a row, mm-hmm. and before they moved again, moved the ball again, and and I, th- the same thing happened in this game, where Illinois um, against Purdue started out with that touchdown drive, and then just again started going three and out. I don't, I don't know um, I don't know what I don't know what happened. Mm. I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, but they they just seemed like they they didn't have anything. Okay, Illinois. Um, okay, here we go. Illinois scored on the opening drive. They had love. Love came in to start the second series. By the way, they 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 benched uh, uh, Chase Brown in that. In, uh, they let him rest, I guess. But Love made four and made four yards in two carries, and, and then they threw an incomplete pass. The next time Brown came in, he threw, went three yards on the first play, and then they went uh, two, two incomplete passes. In the third series, they lost one yard in three tries. There's something going wrong there because all of a sudden, Purdue figured out what we were doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, yeah. they, 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 were, they were stopping us. And by the way, we had another uh, three and out later. So we had four three and outs in the first half. So won't, won't get it done. No, yeah. and and that kind of that's when 
of course, that's when the momentum switched, and and uh, and and you know, and, and basically Purdue took over the ball game, built up a ten point lead by the end of the game, and then we kicked the field goal at the end in hopes of uh, of, of we can uh, recover the kickoff and maybe score a touchdown to tie. But that was a long shot because there was only a few seconds left. 10:21. Richard joins us here on Penny on the Monday Morning Quarterback Show, presented by our friends at Berkey's. Hi, Richard. Hello, gentlemen. I have a question. Earlier this year, our defensive line was really good at getting uh, pressure on the other team's quarterback. Have we had injuries on our defensive line? Because the last two games we've been unacceptable. We can't get to the quarterback. Well, the tackles are okay, and and there's nothing wrong with uh, Avery at at the nose. But we did lose Seth Coleman as a defensive end. He's a good one, and he's missed, and and it affected the team because they changed their defense a, a little bit and brought a linebacker into that spot some, and also played Bryant there some, uh, but opposite the freshman uh, on the other side. Mm-hmm. Does does the team Backus, ever yeah. consider consider having a, a a linebacker come in? I mean, uh, rush uh, rush the passer, not just the the front four. Oh yeah, we 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 blitz. I mean, the team has blitz. I don't remember many blitzes in this particular game, though. No, we we work. had we used drop coverage an awful lot with a three man rush. Some. Mm-hmm. Well, it just seemed like the other the quarterback for Purdue had all the time in the world to throw the ball. Well, we never sacked him the whole day, and and this is a team that was one of the best, best one of the better sack teams in the conference. Well, it was it was a disappointing game. Uh, mm-hmm. the, we got self-inflicted penalties that cost us the game. Really, mm-hmm. they certainly did. They certainly did. You're right. Your margin let's, for error is kind of thin. Let's so hope for, let's hope let's hope for better days. We will. Thank you, Richard. Thank well, you, guys. Very Bye-bye. good. Ten twenty-three at DWS. Jim, a little more on football. Hi, Jim. Uh, good afternoon or good morning. Um, I guess the only thing I got is stuff you've already said, but it seems like if they open up on the on the early downs a little bit more, and uh, I guess there's a reason you you go for the for the interior play first and second down, but uh, open up on that, I think that would uh, perhaps help. Uh, a little bit, but I agree with the last caller uh, as far as the uh, defensive line. Is lack of depth an issue here on that? It's an issue, but but uh, yes, but but they have been able to stay healthy pretty much, except for Seth Coleman. Dark Angelo had a really good game. He uh, at linebacker, and I I think the, the line Barnes has been good. Barnes has been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 good. But I'm just wondering about as the game trends on, and uh, you know the tiredness factor comes in and stuff. Well, yeah, I suppose we're getting tired. Other teams are getting tired. It's November. The weather's bad. I mean, yeah, I. But uh, we we don't we don't have an alternate pair of tackles that can come close to Newton and Randolph. We just don't. But they've stayed healthy all year. And, and 88, Randolph made some nice plays in the game. And, and Newton was a factor in the game. I mean, they weren't running over him. They were just able to protect against him, protect the passer. And he gets rid of the ball pretty quick. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah as a factor in that, the other uh, place on the other side of the ball, you know, Michigan State, Purdue, their lines were probably doing a pretty good job. 
Mm-hmm. Two of the better lines I think we faced. Well, Michigan State certainly was. I don't know where Purdue came from. They yeah. they just got a they got a really good blocking game out of their players in protection. They didn't run the ball on Illinois particularly. Mm-hmm. Mockaby got about a hundred, you know, close to hundred yeah, yards. Did. But he's a hard runner. He is. But he didn't break anything long, did he? No. Uh-uh. I don't remember. I don't recall him doing that. Uh-huh. And the, the, we just there's just a series of circumstances that they just got us kind of. On the run a little bit, and we we made a lot of mistakes. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jim. Great to hear from you. Appreciate you being there. Back in a moment here on A Penny for Your Thoughts as we join you on the Berkey's Monday Morning Quarterback Show. The Illini third and goal at the Purdue six, down 21-14. Brown now goes back to his regular spot. DeVito in the gun. Back to pass, looking left, looking to the end zone, got a man caught, touchdown Illinois, Hightower with the touchdown, touchdown Illinois, what a pass by Tommy DeVito. Brian Hightower with a good ball game the other day and the uh, loss to Purdue, Illinois and Michigan coming up at 11 o'clock central. On Saturday, Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, The Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Assets, and Family in Perilous Times. Join Thorpe Facer and the Facer Law Office at the iHotel and Conference Center Wednesday, November 16th, in a couple of days at 1.30. Reserve your space. Call Facer Law Office, 217-337-1111, 217-337-1111. And Busey Bank, Thanksgiving travel. It's coming up, by the way, Thanksgiving. Not this week, but next Stay connected to your finances while you're on the go this holiday season with the Busey mobile app. Mobile banking at Busey provides a number of advantages for users, convenience. If your cell phone's within reach, you can literally access your accounts wherever you are, whenever you want. Time-saving, it's like having a branch in the palm of your hand. You can deposit checks, pay your bills, safe and secure. Busey mobile app, find the nearest branch or ATM, deposit checks, view balances, transfer funds, pay your bills from your mobile device. Busey.com as well. Busey, dedicated to move, making your banking hassle-free no matter where your holiday travel plans take you. And again, Thanksgiving a week from Thursday. Illini uh, women's basketball, a game at midweek and 11 o'clock in the morning. The men will be in Las Vegas Friday night and Sunday. Football on the road at Michigan, again, 11 o'clock. And then Northwestern the following week. And as we mentioned, 256 different combinations for who wins the Big Ten West. Monmouth, the opponent tonight, and you played at Fort Monmouth. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, yeah, 1955. <laughs> How many points did you average, you said? Uh, 19. And so, yeah. according to the list here, uh, I, we had a, a league there, and there were some good players in the league. Uh, Dick Grote was in the league. Uh, he's a great baseball player. He was a basketball player at Duke. Um, Cliff Hagen was at Andrews Air Force Base. We we went to Andrews Air Force Base and had a really good game lost. At Andrews. At Andrews. Uh-huh. And then they came home, and we had a big crowd at Fort Monmouth for the game, and they just beat us to death. <laughs> <laughs> they had they had three uh, star players, and one of them was Nossman, and one of them was uh, Cliff Hagen. And, mm. and they had players from Kentucky and, and Kansas and they were pretty good. We we weren't that good, but we we hung with them over there, and then we they came home. They got revenge on us pretty much. Well, you uh, there was also a couple of former or Illini in there. Yeah, right, uh, at Fort Eustis, Herb um, Morris uh, averaged about twenty two points a game for uh, Fort Eustis, and Jim Bredar averaged about fifteen. 
And uh, Fort Eustis was the school that all of us from here went to summer school the year be- before I got out of school. Hmm. After my junior year, we had to go to summer camp. Okay. And then, uh, and that, you know, we were, we were all in ROTC. Mm-hmm. And then after school was out, I, I went to Fort Monmouth. They went to Fort Eustis. And I was allowed, the only reason I was allowed to stay at Fort Monmouth for my whole two years was because I was in special services for that basketball team for one, for six months. And then they just kept me there. And the other, th- the other factor was my wife was pregnant with Melinda. And I had that excuse as well, so mm. I was just lucky to be able to stay there the whole time. Most of the most of the people that went through training with me left, and many of them went to Korea, mm. which is not good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, <laughs> but uh, that's your connection to Monmouth. Oh yeah, so, I li- so it's I, in, in New in New I, Jersey. I lived there. Yeah, I lived yeah. there two uh, for two years in 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 New Jersey. Yeah, Monmouth. By I the lived way. off off ca- off post uh, most of the time. Monmouth, by the way, lost to Virginia in their last game. Yeah, I saw um, that. They yeah. lost to Seton Hall and Virginia. They got a guy by the name of Foster that uh, that uh, that Coach Underwood talked about yesterday. He had 18 points in the Seton Hall game, and he's a six-seven junior and is their best player. So we'll see them tonight at 8. Again, all our game day coverage at 6. Sports talk before that at 4 at the Esquire at 5. I'll ask some of the players if they remember me. <laughs> 68 years ago. <laughs> I kind of doubt it. I don't know if the, will the coach remember you. Uh, no, will, yeah. Would their grandparents remember yeah. that? <laughs> so, yeah, Fort Monmouth. But, yeah, Monmouth and uh, Monmouth is moving from the uh, Metro Atlantic, which is yeah. where they were and have been, to the Colonial Athletic. They made that move. So uh, they, they were the team that St. Peter's beat in the title game of that conference last year, the MAC, M-A-A-C, mm-hmm. and then eventually St. Peter's made the great run. But Monmouth was a team they beat in the championship game of that tournament. Is that right? Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. didn't realize that. Because Iona, had been the under Patino, had been the favorite. Mm-hmm. They got knocked out. Mm-hmm. And then Monmouth, I think, was the four seed, and St. Peter's was the two seed, and St. Peter's beat them. By the way, Patino came back this year. Yeah. He's still at Iona. Still there. 1034, CBS News and a break. A lot of text. So I'll zip through those here as we go. Appreciate all your comments today on A Penny for Your Thoughts, brought to you by Berkey's today. Harris comes up to trap. Not yet across the line. Now they are. Jump stop near midcourt. Melendez tangling with Andrews. Trying to get a five count. Andrews in trouble. Lost the ball. Stolen by Hawkins. Slam dunk. Coleman Hawkins with the slam. And it's 61-34. A lot of text to get to here on our Penny for Your Thoughts show today. A lot of open line time tomorrow, and he will continue to follow that shooting, of course, uh, at Virginia, where Monmouth again just was a couple of days ago, and we'll uh, continue to follow that. All right, lots of text to get to here. Uh, other teams are figuring out our office. Give the ball to Chase Brown and our defense. We're going to blitz, and they're going to start to figure that out. It's just so predictable, someone says. Uh, the Bears are getting closer to putting things together. Fields is one tough guy, but he can't do it all by himself. Well, they got to hold people under 30. 
No. That, that's the first thing, defensively. Mm-hmm. They're just giving up too many points. Too but many they've points. lost two really close games, and that was really tough yesterday. They had the ball with a chance to go down and kick a field goal at the end, but they ran out of downs. Uh, your comments show you guys are not paying ticket holders. Yeah, we've admitted to that. People paying to be in the stadium don't want to spend 20, 25 minutes standing in line to get into the stadium, get a drink, or use the restroom. Uh, redoing the floor doesn't change the fact the whole physical setup needs to be changed and modernized with the idea of getting 30,000 people moving around more efficiently, someone says. Yeah, and I, I understand. I, I mentioned the floor and the windows and the lighting and everything. I'm just saying it was from that end of things, so the, one of the callers that thought that nothing had been done. And I'm like, well, no, I just saw with my own eyes that they had spent some money on it and whether – they need to do more. That's another question. But um, well, that's a long-term goal. But it's, yeah. they had a decision to make as to whether they wanted to build the, the Smith Center for the players or redo the uh, the south end of the stadium, south and east. I mean, mm-hmm. there's been talk about moving up the horseshoe for I'm going to say 30 years at least. I remember when Eikenberry was here, they put those seats up above, and they said, well, we're going to take those seats down. We're going to move everything in and renovate. Well, that's good talking about it, but they Mm -hmm. didn't do it. Now, somebody else says in a text, the east side women's restroom I was in Saturday on the east side was clean, functional, and heated. Heated, okay. So that's what somebody that uh, went to the women's restroom says. Uh, let's see. Good morning, Brian and Lauren. Really enjoying the show. I thought the NIL money was for the athletes, not the referees. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you drive to Indiana, you may find a billboard with that officiating crew on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Hi, Brian and Lauren. I apologize if this has already been discussed, but I want to voice my frustration with the Purdue band on Saturday. Time and again, they played over the Illini band and drowned them out to the point where we could not hear the Illini band from our seats in the West Balcony. I think I understand why Purdue's band does not exactly receive a warm welcome when they go on the road, as Barry mentioned on Friday's show. On the bright side, the marching Illini look great, especially following the Purdue band at halftime on to Michigan. They did play a lot, but on the road, you do play a lot anyway. Yeah. I don't know how they coordinate that. The Illinois marching Illini, by the way, will be at Michigan this weekend. Is that the only time that an opposing band has been here? this year mm-hmm. yeah that i remember yeah all right uh i'm, I'm a long time season ticket holder uh, and i've seen all kinds of illinois football and sat through good and bad i'll always be a fan but if they have allowed purdue's band to come back i may never buy season tickets again barry said on the show friday not to boo them will the well they deserve booze they were completely disrespectful and obnoxious isn't there some band etiquette they played over the marching line i near every time I didn't come to hear the Purdue band. I'm here to watch the Illini, somebody said. I'm part of a group that has a nice tailgate with food, drinks, and a big TV. I don't have season tickets because the in-stadium experience is dismal. My biggest issue with the games is how boring it is during timeouts, this listener says. The DIA needs to take a minor league baseball perspective to entertain the fans. It seems like they expect fans to show up regardless of the team's success. It's like it's our fault that we don't enjoy being at the game. Well, they're really trying to have success. <laughs> Believe me, they've done everything they can. The problem is that the, the, you just can't get the top recruits to come to, to schools that have been unsuccessful this long. And it's true across the country. Now, I know that uh, Bielema has had some success with recruiting because we've had a winning season. They've been yeah. able to go out and, yeah. you know, and there's been but, a lot of attention. But Illinois has not brought – the only four-star 
player that Illinois has gotten is Fagan from Atwood. And 95% of our players are three-star players, and that's that's true for uh, literally dozens and dozens of teams at our level. But but you look at you look at the the top five or six teams in the country, and and they're getting four and five star players. They're getting better players, and to crack that level is really going to. I had hope. I, I thought that the the secret to doing it was have a coach come in and maybe by the second year have a really good year. And we were having it, and if we could just just got over the hump here a little bit further, I think you know you could accept a loss to Michigan and and and, and say, well, this you know we're the division champions, and we, and we get the better bowl game and, and get the playoff game and that. But that would change everything about the perception of Illinois football because the perception is right back where it was now, hmm. even with a seven and three record. Well. Yeah. You're hearing all you're hearing today is complaints. I haven't heard any many positives today. <laughs> I'm all right, just talking about the perception by the fans. Mm-hmm. I know we're better. We're clearly better. Yeah. But will we be better next year? Don't I don't know. know. We don't know. I mean, no, I, right. I I haven't seen anything to indicate to me we got to start over at quarterback. Got to have a brand new quarterback. I don't know who it'll be. Sitkowski went through the senior thing the other day. I don't know if that means he's leaving or will he come back. I don't know. Mm. And. We've got to have. We're going to lose some players that we don't that we can't afford to lose. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I think Witherspoon's gone, and I'm afraid one of those defensive tackles is gone, and they're really critical to us. Ten forty four. We're visiting with Lauren Tate, Monday Morning Quarterback Show. Tom Bruno joins me on Wednesday, and we've got Aaron Rodgers over at OSF with us on Friday. Among the things happening this week. Max Painter is going to stop in as well with a Santa run. We already gave away the tickets for the WrestleMania. We'll do that again tomorrow. So you can listen for the bell either on our show or the morning show or sports talk and you can win those tickets uh, before they go on sale. 1045 back after this timeout. Rebound Shannon ahead to Clark. Feed the He's like that Christmas present. We didn't know what we had in the box. My goodness. Illini will inbound to Danger. Short jumper. Good. Off the glass. He's doing it all, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Illinois basketball tonight at 8 against Monmouth. As we join you from the State Farm Center tonight, and then they'll head out to Vegas after that. All right, here's a couple of scenarios. The uh, Big Ten West. All right, say the Illini win out, okay, and Iowa wins out. Regardless of what Purdue does, that would result in a three-team tie if all three teams win out. All three teams would have the same record among each other. One and one would move to the second tiebreaker, the division record, which the Illini win, okay, if Illinois wins out. Goes to the division record, okay. Yeah, yeah. We can handle that. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, now, this is also if the Illini win out, beat Michigan and Northwestern, and Purdue, Purdue loses one game, the Illini hold all the tiebreakers over other potential teams. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's simple. Three, Illini win one game, does not matter who, though likely Northwestern, as this person says. Purdue loses one game. Minnesota beats Iowa but loses to Wisconsin. Wisconsin wins out. Iowa loses to Minnesota but beats Nebraska. Result is a five-way tie for first. The Illini win tiebreaker based on common record among tied teams is 3-1. and one. And they're in. Yeah. They did not break down what happens if Iowa loses to Nebraska, but I think 
we would lose out to Purdue in a four-way tie involving Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Purdue. So I don't know. That would that be with Wisconsin in the mix? I don't understand that one. So I don't understand that either because yeah. Illinois beat Wisconsin. Right. You'd have a three-one advantage on Purdue again. Yeah. But that's too complicated. It's to, way too complicated <laughs> to figure and, that. Out. You know, and and we got to see what happens this weekend. And yeah. and you know, Illinois has got a really tough assignment at Michigan. What Harbaugh has done up there has has he has built Michigan up on the same level as Ohio State, which they weren't under previous coaches, and which they weren't under him for his early years. He's he, he's worked at it, and and he's finally got them where he wants them. Ten and zero, and so is Ohio State. I uh, was disappointed. Uh, Benny says, we, this point we lost over the weekend. I want to beat Michigan in the worst way. I want the Illini to go to Indy, go Illini. Uh, good morning, Brian and Lauren. If it doesn't keep me away, but the Memorial Stadium men's bathrooms and the horseshoe are really bad. I sat there all season. Everyone who goes in there for the first time laughs because they can't believe what they're seeing. This isn't the trough that everyone has seen in some of the older bathrooms. It's literally a pipe with water trickling down the wall. Everybody just walks up and finds a spot. That's in the horseshoe. Well, I know that we had the uh, the big troughs there for a lot of years, right? <laughs> I've seen some of those, I think, still at like Camp Randall Stadium and some yeah. others. Uh, fear of losing didn't stop Tom uh, Tim Donahue from fixing NBA games. I hope the refs are being monitored as gambling is becoming a huge business. Danger has some Zion Williamson moves. Uh, Illinois football is starting to remind me of Ron Zooks last year. Last year, if we would have gotten into the Liberty Bowl or the Motor City Bowl, we could have been we would we would have been thrilled. This year, if we back our way into either one of these bowls by losing the last four games, I don't know anyone who would be excited. Well, losing to losing to Northwestern would be a a bad way to finish the season, but I don't know. <laughs> Uh, losing Taz Nicholson has been impactful to our pass defense. I think that's right. Well, I think Seth Coleman yeah. uh, changed uh, what what we were doing defensively in, in the beginning, right from the start, mm-hmm. because he was always at that one uh, defensive end position, and uh, it's called linebacker, but it's actually a defensive end. He didn't drop. He he was always coming across. And the drop pass was really hurt, someone says. So well, there's... yeah. There's a series of texts that have come in. Another break, 10.52. Let's see what Brent Musburger has to say. Our buddy in Vegas. Here you go. I think uh, the things that really, you know, caught us uh, and got us in the end were definitely the self-inflicted penalties uh, and then some of the negative yard plays on offense, uh, um, you know, just to continually put us behind the chains and not allow us to play in, in front of it. Uh, that, that definitely had an impact about midway through the game, especially in the, uh, in the mid-second quarter and third quarter as well. On a penny for your thoughts, back here with Lauren Tate, 1056. A couple more calls and uh, emails here to get to, and then we'll wrap it up for the day. Kevin, uh, good morning. Go ahead. Good morning. Hey, um, you know, there's only a, you know, at at Illinois level, there's only a few teams, the top teams that can overcome, you know, penalties or bad refereeing, um, you know, like Ohio State and Michigan can overcome that and win games. But it definitely, I think, the way games are called definitely impacts teams like Illinois, Purdue, those teams right there in the middle. But we also, we've lost Holmes and Coleman 
and that's had a bit big impact because we do have star power starting, but we don't have it. Um, you know, next the second string's not necessarily star power, so that's where you differentiate the Ohio State and the Michigans with with Illinois. And the other thing I just wanted to comment on on basketball, I think for us to be effective, I think Dane is a different style player than uh, Kofi, but he's going to have to be able to play uh, face up to the basket because he's got more agility than uh, Kofi, and I think he can get to the basket and get some fouls, and I think we're going to have to play that way against like an Edie. I don't think post up on Edie will be effective at all. Well, Edie's going to be a problem. <laughs> no For everybody, what. yeah. Yeah, and he already is. And, yeah, I, I, I just don't know how far uh, we're going to go with this five-man, uh, you know, positionless basketball when you have a guy like um, – if you got a center, Danger, who, who is – Really good with his back to the basket. I, I think you have to go to that. I think you do. I, I, they certainly did in the last game. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess we're we're, we're not seeing. Look, look, we're not seeing any kind of half court offense without him. So far, all we're doing is just shooting the ball and you know shooting threes and 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 Underwood said. I mean, multiple times he said we aren't running anything offensively in the half court. We haven't. He's been very disappointed yeah. in that, hmm. and I don't. I don't. I'm. You know, the, the, we got some penetration from Shannon, uh, who likes to go to the basket if he can get a little, a little edge. But um, most of the guys, uh, we, we don't have many guys that go that are going to the basket. We hmm. we don't see uh, Mayer doing that. Uh, you know, uh, Coleman can do some of that, Coleman Hawkins. But um, basically, he's going to be playing the center if Danger's not in there. Yeah. Hey Kevin, yeah. I got I got to get to the news. Thank you, sir. All right, Pre- appreciate you being with us. All right, uh, good to have you with us. Good to have Lauren with us here as well. By the way, King Rice is the coach of Monmouth and a former North Carolina Tar Heel. They mm-hmm. had a lot of success yeah. when he was playing for the Heels. He actually played in a game at the then Assembly Hall, December nineteenth, nineteen eighty seven, as a freshman at North Carolina. Okay, and he's been at uh, Monmouth now for about a decade or more. So, anyway, uh, that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you being here. We'll see you at the press conference with Brett Bielema a little yep. later here this morning. We'll learn something about Chase Brown in the next hour or mm-hmm. two. Try to find that out. More on the Virginia shooting coming up here in just a little bit. And, of course, all of our uh, sports coverage tonight uh, starting at 4 o'clock. And it'll be 4 o'clock, the pregame show, postgame afterwards with your phone calls and emails and texts after Illinois and Monmouth. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks to Berkey's for sponsoring our show on Mondays. Back tomorrow on A Penny for Your Thoughts, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.